0: Welcome to the Unstructured Podcast. In this two-part episode, I talk with trend researcher and strategist Sveti Onlo. After opening the first youth hostel in Bulgaria at the age of 19, a few years after the fall of communism, Sveti went on to study international business in the United States and become an expert in identifying trends and connections across art, business, and culture. Sveti and I talk about her consistent path of creating her own roles, becoming a trend strategist and how that role is changing, and the need for self-care in a career that runs 24-7. I'm Michelle Rose, and this is Unstructured. This episode was brought to you by Structure Society, the community for creators in art, design, and music. For almost a decade, Structure has brought together creatives from across the industrial, apparel, graphic and sound design industries, building professional relationships, creating a platform for knowledge sharing and raising the bar of product creation. From live events and workshops to publication and podcasting, Structure continues to evolve to build the strong creator community needed to craft our future. Find us at struktur and subscribe to our Substack at structuresociety.substack.com. Kind of moves into that, but I, I want to go into the places, like I said, that I feel are really, um, you know, what what you really added a lot to. Um, and I left open for you to do that is is, you know, to think about. This role that you've created for yourself over the years that has evolved. Now you're independent. You have moved on, um, you know, because of company shifts and somebody suggesting, you know, planting that seed in you to be independent. Um, How long have you been independent now?
1: Since 2018 or 19. I don't remember. I would call it everything. (laughs) 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 Time became a very elusive. Concept, like, but it, but to nineteen something
0: like that. I know there's always this, and it's like just before COVID, a year or two, you know, and then COVID hits, and you're like, um it's almost as if it's like you were perfectly set up to be able to kind of weather COVID to to go independently. um And I want to talk about. I mean, we can talk about how you got there, but really, what I want to do is talk about being there.
1: Yeah and um there's and, nothing much how i got there like i just <laughs> i just it was on a very big journey <laughs> yeah, so, a lot of people i, I did go very naive. naive i have to say i went like with everything else i went very naively in this and like
0: <laughs> thinking of it's not yeah. like you had some big grand plan like i'm gonna do it never at this point move on and i'm gonna do i'm gonna go independent i'm gonna build my company. I don't know that many people that actually really do that. People do do that, but most people it's it's because of some sort of forced change So,
2: yeah,
1: for me, I mean again, it kind of kept, happened naturally with i I never really gave it a thought I was just gonna go and find another job and, and Julia Day suggested this, and it's like, okay, I'll just I got to projects, and things start at the beginning, things were coming. Easily, you know, I was owning the relationships. I was working with big brands and, you know, my own clients. I was not going through an agency. I was not going through, you know, other, I owned the the relationship. Mm. And that was my first experience. It's like, oh, I can do that. that, you know, but I also knew the people, you know, they were my connections through work and they knew me, they knew my work. So I didn't really have to sell, sell myself.
0: So you were getting the word word of
1: mouth through who you knew. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, that seems fun. And, you know, things were shaping up and then COVID hit and, you know, everything came to a screeching halt, not just for me, who I just really started, but, you know, for, for companies. And suddenly no one was working with consultants or agencies. It was really, you know, you know how it was. Yeah. Um and like, but you know, I just remember even when I was at Icebreaker, someone said, you know, selling, st- selling start when you get no's. That's where you really start selling. When and you get, you get what? When, when you get a no for an answer. Oh, yeah. When you get no's. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, to kind of restart the whole thing after, you know, at the end of the pandemic and it's, um, you know, at the beginning after we're coming out, it's like, I, I kind of, had to put myself out there again being super super vulnerable and put myself out there and get knows and you know try to sell yourself. And that was something I'm good at what I do. I'm not very good at selling myself. Which mm-hmm. goes back to like the whole creative things like value, worth, how much your your creative work it's worth, like how much how you put a price, you know, and all, all of these things and pitches and how you you know, because we work with ideas, you know, I don't work with a tangible product, you know, design or product. Like I have ideas, that's my IPA. And, you know, you have to be careful how much they vote. You want to give some to make people interested, but you can't give too much because then they just go and run with it and why they would hire you. So I'm learning. Um, definitely, that's not my strong part. When we come to money, I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not good at that. And I'm trying to get better and more comfortable Mm -hmm. um, with this conversation. And it's not easy. Like I just belong to different groups of, you know, specifically forecasters, trend strategists, futurists, and it seems that we all struggle with that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just wonder, I just wonder why, and most of us are women, so probably there's some aspect of it too, but yeah. you know it's also putting a value of your of ideas and creativity, and it just um yeah, that's yeah. something I'm trying to get better, and I'm searching and you know'm learning every day as we speak and trying to kind of reshape my mindset. Because at the end of the day, it goes back to to being sustainable. Yeah, you can be very busy, but, you know, at the end of the year, it has to also, this thing to support you financially.
0: Yeah. And you deserve it. You know, that's I think that's a big female thing is, I think we we believe we deserve it, but somewhere in there that asking for money, asking for, we were just talking about, um, you know, putting your story out there. It's very similar. It's that vulnerable place and and money is that energy that has a lot of power, and it can create yeah. a lot of vulnerability um in asking uh for that energy back um, it It's hard when you don't have it, it's hard when you do um it you know it's it's just it's an energy, and that's a piece that we're all kind of struggling with struggling with which is oh it's an energy exchange versus this thing that we have attached to it
1: because well also what happens is specifically and this is kind of like the mind space i'm right now it's kind of like that wellness mindfulness self-sustaining abundance mindset how how you create these boundaries you know you know and push and say no and also push back. And that comes with experience. It comes like, you know, I, I went through like two years of putting some experiences under my belt. And you know, now I, I would probably feel I feel more confident and you know, I am trying to work through these conversations because they're not easy to for for me as well. But um yeah, um what what it's hard, you know, because kind of go, going back to like we were talking, you know, losing, you know. Kind of like your voice and things, but it's really, I think the the work, and maybe I'm wrong, but you know, I experienced this even at Icebreaker because my work comes so early in the process. It's ideas, it's creative, it's direction, it's not attached to yet to any physical product or anything. It's just comes so early in the process that by the time something happens, it's very, <laughs> it's very you can't, you know, you can't like kind of put the straight. There's no straight line, really, even though, you know, you don't know how exactly you got to the end. You know, and, and I'm sure the work I did has influenced it. But it's not like if you're a designer, you can show this product. It's like I created this. I was part of a team. I was part of creating this campaign with work like this. It's very because it's so, it's kind of like the first step of everything. It's the foundation. Even if you do creative strategies and things, you know, this is the the, the foundation, the insights and the yeah. this piece. So it's hard to kind of attach.
0: The ideas of, well, why do I need the, t- we would get that a lot of like, well, we subscribe to all these trend resources and you're traveling and getting information. Why do I need to do all of this? You know? Oh yeah,
1: I was getting this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because, yeah.
0: We know the answer. (laughs) That's not really where I wanted to go. I don't want to go into a, a bash about it. But at the same time, I mean, this is a great lead into the pitfalls of the profession. You know, so I want to hear, you know, a little bit about, I don't know, I want to start digging into this piece, which is your work, what you do, and talking about what you love about it. And then what are the hard pieces you know so because of the, yeah. yeah i'm just going to leave it at that
2: i mean i i
1: i loved research and spotting things analyzing things making connections filing i i read and everything it's highlighted underlined before i even start working in this field um that's just how my brain works and you know to be in this field, you have to be very, uh, very curious. Naturally, that's the first thing. You're curious, and then you know you start. You know your brain never stops. You know you're always analyzing, always filing. Or even in our know, vacations, you go and analyze stuff, yeah, uh, noticing things. Um, so I, I just that to me is very natural. It happens to be very natural. I also love the research because the research piece because i truly feel alive like i lit up you know and i go i start a project and i'll tell you how first it starts you know let's say i get a project and the brief is xyz and i'm excited because oh my god this is a new topic or something really interesting and then the second things come it's like a slight panic what do i know about this am i gonna Discover something. Am I going to tell them something they don't know? Um, I don't know anything about this topic. Sometimes I, I just, you know, I work, I work on a very vastly different topics, like crazy difference, you know, from future of tech to like wellness to, you know, I mean, they're, they're very diverse topics. Never bored. um, (laughs) so it's not just me staring in one particular thing every day, all day long. But you know, one one thing kind of like I start I, I start the next step it's like trust the process. There is a process. There are certain steps, there are certain methodologies, trust the process. You've done it many, many times you do it. And that just kind of like calms me down. And then I start researching. Now I go into the research and you know, I kind of have the idea, you know, okay, if that's the subject, you know, I'm gonna look at this and this. And have a, an outline, some kind of outline, how I'm going to tackle. But the magic really happens when you start going to the rabbit holes and you find, and I'm really, you have to, you know, and that's the blessing and the curse, you know, the rabbit holes. It's where you start uncovering, like you, you think the research is going one way and then you uncover this one or two, three rabbit holes, whatever. And then you open suddenly this a whole another world and another perspective, and then suddenly everything just kind of at least that's kind of the process it seemed to work for me uh-huh. suddenly everything just unlocks and i and I everything shifts in a high moment, and like I go in these crazy moments and and the magic happens now the pitfalls are. The rabbit holes, right? All your, you know, your. I, I don't think of strength, weaknesses and, you know, talents and talents, you know, they're not like black and white anymore. I used to think of this as black and white. And it's, a, it's all a spectrum because the rabbit holes, it's, it's truly your blessing and where you really find interesting stuff. But also it could be the curse because if you keep going on a lot of rabbit holes, you can get really overwhelmed mm-hmm. and kind of start losing track. So it's kind of, I've learned doing it enough now to catch myself and pull myself back. And also, you you don't have the luxury of time um, Mm -hmm. because you have to deliver. So you can't be like spending too much time in the rabbit holes. But
0: um, it sucks up a lot. I mean, we've talked a bit about this, too. It's like when you go down those rabbit holes and you're reading and you're researching that hours can disappear. Right.
1: Yes. And then you. In this point, like I'm kind of like, this is the zoom, the zoom in. Like you're so into the research, so into the weeds, that at this point, you know, when you start, you know, analyzing or start writing or synthesizing that that step of the process, and I looked at this insane amount of signals, like insane amount of information. It's like, oh my god, how I'm gonna create a story how am I, how i going to tell that story? It has to have a story. It has to, to flow. And I have to, I, I have to disconnect. Uh, I have to just kind of step back for, for a little, you know, it's not like a week or anything like that, but you have to kind of somehow manage to disconnect and suddenly zoom out and look at the 10,000 view. And that's critical because when you're in the weeds, it's, you know, seems everything, it's important, it seems this and this, but, you know, when you zoom out, that's where, you know, the, you ex- start extracting this in the insights.
0: So from massively micro to massively macro. Yes.
1: Yes. it's re- And it has to happen because the cycles now are so condensed and it's like all the projects and like everything it's like do yesterday. It's how you create this. In this vacuum, you know, how you create that space in a really short amount of time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but thats also goes back to like pushing the boundaries and 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 communicating your process and how much time you need, and that's something also I've learned um and I'm trying to get better. It's like you know, I understand I'm part of a bigger process, but this is also my process and I need that time in order to deliver this and uh, you know, when you squish my timelines, like things get affected. Okay. And another way, like the projects I like working the most, it's when they're collaborative. And this is where I really um in, enjoy the most. It's, you know, you're doing the research together and bounce back ideas and you help each other. That's another way to zoom out and like kind of getting a reality check, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um So now this, this is like what, and I lit up. I mean, see, I'm talking about trends. Like I lit up about this stuff. I just love it. You know, even if I'm not working it, I always will do it. Now, the other aspect of it is last year, I had this realization. I was working on this um, project and I was writing about, you know, transformative futures so, you know we are like in the same way. planetary boundaries are breaking down human health and mental boundaries are breaking down uncertainty anxiety you know burnout depletion kind of like society in flux and i was writing about you know uh burnout and and um Uh, overwhelmed people feeling overwhelmed information overload collapsing of cycles and time and compression and hyper acceleration of everything and i just suddenly realized that as i was writing and you know this was like again a project with very tight deadlines things kept getting changed and as i was writing this i actually realized i was experiencing all of it and i recognized myself in the work in the process that I was reliving all of these things and which kind of like after I finished the project, you know, you know, and and this is up leading up to this was, you know, projects which I work on very like really deep issues, like future sustainability, future of, you know, kind of very societal issues and inequalities and equitable futures and all kinds of things. And, you know, it was a little bit of a dark space. Yeah. And, and I had to zoom out and say, like, okay, recognize the fact that, you know, these things I like can really, when you read, especially when you even do, I was part of these consumer research groups and listening to people's pain and very heavy issues and, and researching all in the statistic can really put you down. Like you can really start feel very heavy and you feel, um, you, the research can affect you. And I had to zoom out and say, well, you know, because you can get into very easily into like a nihilistic and kind of negative mindset. Yeah. But then you have to zoom out and say, this is an amazing opportunity um, and flip the script. Because I can flip the script for clients, but you know, I also have to flip the script for me, you know. Um, so it, it's an amazing opportunity to be alive because, you know, how often do you have the chance? To create something, to change a system, to create something from scratch, to build something new. Uh, I mean, it's exciting, right? And we are still at a time yeah. where we can change stuff, right? Um, yeah. We still have some time. And then I had to recognize myself and flip, okay, how do I approach myself to keep my kind of boundaries, to keep, you know, that um, care, self care in that process? Can I approach myself as a trend project? How can I trend forecast myself into the future? Um, because the, I'm a researcher. Like I read. I like to me, that's easy to approach myself as a as a project. <laughs> it's easier for me to to disconnect and see things objectively. What I do. How, where can I improve? Yeah. Um, that's great. But yeah, these are kind of some of the you know another another thing what's happening in the field because cycle there's such an acceleration there's you know of everything of information of change of you know it there's just so much out there Mm -hmm. that you're realizing that you can't read and you can't be on top of everything all the time and um so how you how you manage that and you're okay with this and you know another um Especially when you do culture and societal trends. Because, you know, kind of before it used to be one thing. If you're, um, let's say I'm a color person and I do color and I do only this and I only that. Now, like everything, it's so interconnected that you have to follow so many different things to make these connections. You cannot look technology. You cannot look society. You cannot ignore other things because things are so yes, interconnected. And everything, yes. yes, you can't just chunk them. Everything affects each other and kind of bringing that multi, uh, multi approach view, like different, bring different points and and explaining how everything works as a system. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. how this one thing affects the other things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Yeah. to be, it's just kind of probably coming to realization is that, um, not be so hard on myself and realizing, you know, I won't be able to keep with everything happening. And also, um, you know, using kind of like building your second brain and lean into tools, lean into communities, because, you know, I really think the future of this profession, it's kind of like knowledge crowdsourcing and um, collabor- collaborative research. And, and yeah, it's not it's not going to be style. You, you can't just keep up with everything. You, talk a you have bit. to tap to the power of the community and um, I belong to many different communities and there's also like a really interesting platforms and communities emerging, like the Meta label where you know it's kind of web tree based, community of research and yeah, that's a lot of interesting stuff's are, are happening, but
0: well can you talk a little bit about what you mean by that in the second brain in the in the in the crowdsourcing?
1: Yeah, I mean Just rely, rely on tools, rely on technology to source, you know, there's so many tools right now. There's so many tools and especially with AI, how things are moving and how AI and companies are using AI in the trend forecasting field um, to do the heavy lifting of the signals because most of the times it's really... um, chunk of the time goes into this you know researching and, and finding the signals and sourcing the signals and um how can you also lean into technology to help you with this
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and also lean into communities and you know especially in the web tree space and you know kind of use that um yeah use the 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 knowledge in the in the the brain of the community and mm-hmm. rely on that as well.
0: So that's what you mean by the
1: second brain. Yeah, like, yes. Because this brain can no longer like our attention spans are going down again. So much information, acceleration of everything. You know, you're constantly feeling sensory information overload. Like I was just talking with, you know, and, you know, another of you know, with Janine actually, uh, we we're working on a project together and like just feeling so fried and it's almost like because it's just you crunch through so much information uh really quickly and and it's almost like what happens to me at least it's um i feel that after i'm done with the project it's almost like i erase
2: <laughs> to clean
1: my brain to start a new one um because yeah information overload
0: This episode was brought to you by the Functional Fabric Fair powered by Performance Days, the premier trade show for performance fabrics and materials. Since 2018, the Functional Fabric Fair has been providing a unique, highly curated trade show experience in the performance materials space, aimed at providing customers with the very best options to create the highest level products in the market. Having a strong focus on education and sustainability, the Functional Fabric Fair is committed to tackling the biggest issues we face today in regards to product manufacturing and our environment. With five shows throughout the year from Portland to New York City to Munich, you're sure to find what you need at the Functional Fabric Fair and Performance Days. I was going to ask you, what does that look like? I mean, because the information over the like, well what i love what i'm hearing and and seeing in this is that you know as a society we're all having information overload already right like we're like the internet and and everything getting so connected has just been going through this massively fast uh rapidly speeding up so, uh, time of everybody getting too much information
1: procession yes yeah
0: and and as a as a trend researcher you're so close to like that's already your work you're so close to it you are embodying what's happening in a big way and you because when you go down those rabbit holes I mean I know that that as a designer and a creative you know professional when you go down those rabbit holes you know you really connect with really deeply like you go someplace you go places with what you find in your art. And you're like you said, you're you're living it all the time. You don't really turn it off. You're always looking, you're always, your receptors are up, you're always picking up, you're always thinking of ideas, because just who you are. And it feeds you, but it also can be depleting. Yes, so that's correct. When you've got all of that pulling at you all the time. And you're saying like, it, it depletes you. So how do you protect yourself how do you come in and and create that that place where you can replenish and refuel um regenerate yourself like we're talking about sustainability in the world and with our products and the planet um and all of our systems how do we do that for ourselves what does self care look like for you i know you're on a journey with this right now what does that look like for you now
1: um haven't, don't have all the answers yet. Haven't quite figured it out. But, um, I think it's ideally, ideally, if you have the opportunity and the privilege to like maybe have a space between projects or, you know, kind of take a breather, not just jump from one thing to other But that that's, you know, not always possible for various reasons. Um, so I, one thing I started doing, it's, um, breathing, kind of trying to be more, more mindful, probably more forgiving. Mm. And probably that's the biggest part. It's like kind of realizing my own limitations. It's like you can't, you can't know everything. You can't keep track of everything. You can't read everything. It's okay. File it. Maybe you read it later. Maybe you won't. And you know, it is what it is. Mm. Um, but um, the other, yeah, the other thing is just kind of like really being in all these things I've known, but like suddenly like dawning on me that I should be doing. It's like just being really in nature, um, just going. In the, one thing I learned during the pandemic, it's um, just taking a, a walk in my even old neighborhood. You know, I live very close to nature. I have so much access being important to parks and hikes and things like that but you know sometimes it's just go in the neighborhood and start really noticing i don't turn off but like noticing the birds the singing and like certain patterns the flower the beauty around it like i really fit from beauty and sometimes when i don't even have this i have this book uh it's called paris and colors and it's colorful, you know, it's like this photography in different colors. And when I flip through this book, it just makes me happy. Like, at the end of the day, for me, beauty, it's regenerative. It gives me, it, it feeds me back. It gives me, it makes me feel, you know, it, it recharges my battery. Like, being in nature, kind of trying to slow down, catch my breath, and just see beauty in everyday Thanks. Yeah. simple We don't need to travel I used to like hop on a plane and think that's the only way to feel inspired or you know to feel alive and I still love doing this I feel the most alive when I'm traveling and sourcing signals and making these patterns like I feel the most alive but that can also happen in literally in your backyard And and talking to people like just have these people where you can tap and just normal conversation and, and like certain people, like I have a conversation and I feel so recharged. It could be anything crazy. Like with you, like I just, I, I feel very easily inspired and recharged mm-hmm. because I'm a very, you know, sensitive person and like creativity, sensitivity, emotional intelligence. They're all kind of blessing and curse and superpowers. And, you know, how, how you manage all, all of that. But maybe, like, I would say for me personally, the biggest revelation is being kind of like lower, like being kinder to myself. I don't want to say lower your standards, but it's also like I have this really, really high, I hold myself to very high expectations all the time. And just kind of gentle on yourself.
0: Yeah, I don't think of having um, high, like, really high expectations of ourselves is necessarily, or like changing that being lowering standards. In fact, that's raising a standard of care for ourselves. Yeah. How we think about and respect ourselves.
1: And also like, again, I am really trying to approach myself as as a project really has helped me to be objective. And it's like, okay, you're not gonna, you don't fail a client. You don't fail deliverables. You don't fail anything any part of the process and then flip that script. It's like, are you failing yourself? Yeah. If you're not failing your client, why are you failing yourself? Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, I, I, I am working through a lot of things and, you know, um, don't have all the, all the answers. It's a journey. I don't think I'll ever have the answers, but um, it, it is definitely a journey because we learn one thing, then involved, then it's the next step. And we, We've on. Yeah.
0: And I feel like um you'd probably because I was gonna kind of end this by asking you, you know, what are the what are the what's the top trend you're seeing right now? Trend for everyone, you know, not just for a client, but for all of us to pay attention to. And I feel like some of that is in this, what you're talking about, that you directly experience or live what you're experiencing in in what you're picking up on. You know, we're we're very connected to everything. But what would be that thing that you would leave everybody with right now? Like what do we
1: need to think about? Well probably this space I'm right now, my my mental space right now, it's really but it's also a trend is um, tapping into the power of your of, of your mind um, and you know mindfulness and envision you know it could go a couple of different many different ways one it's like you know your breath and kind of when everything feels like it's you know going crazy just tune into your breath how um, you know recharge regenerate whatever calm down but it's also you know, the mind is so powerful, and I'm just, you know, learning and reading books and things. But, you know, how, as a forecaster, as someone who's always in the future, never in the present, I'm never in the like, I'm always in the future, grounding myself, yeah. being in the moment. But it's also on the flip side, it's if I'm always in the future for project work how i how i can envision myself in the future what is this person in the future how i want to be in the future how how i want to how i see myself how how you project yourself in the future and trying to be that thing and you know just using your mind and it's i'm just starting to dive in this space and it's really fascinating because you know you can wake up and you know it's not a great day but like That's in our mind. It's like, if I get like no, today's going to be a great day. And I'll just, I'll make it great. And it just, there's something, there's just these subtle shifts. And I, uh, you know, there's something changes, something like your, your body and your mind are not separate. And I know, you know, this from practicing um, martial arts for so long, but um, I'm starting to grappling with this, you know, how I feel physically affects my mental state but how i feel mentally also affects my physical space so you know physical being so yeah i'm really trying to to tap in and explore that i don't want to call it mindfulness but it's probably the power of our minds
2: mm. and, but- and
1: and and kind of like the agencies our own agencies yeah. tap into like your own agency and um Yeah, how how you show yourself up. That's another thing I've been thinking. Oh, so it's... Um, you are responsible. You can't be responsible for everyone else, but you're responsible how you show up and the energy you bring. And I'm not saying your brain. I'm saying the energy you bring. Um, and that's what I'm working on right now. Like how I show up. for 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 myself... Not just for, you know, for the, for the external world.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you. I mean, I think that's, you know, it is a journey. I've been learning that for years um, in different ways. And I'm actually feeling very hopeful with our, all of our cultures in our society, even though things are so challenging right now, like you were saying, it's a great opportunity, a time for a lot of change, a lot of newness, a lot of a lot of opportunity to make things how we want them to be. So it's a critical time. Um, but the mindfulness uh, is coming out of all the chaos because we have to find ways to deal with it. And so we're being forced to find ways to deal with that. And it makes me hopeful. And I think more and more people are doing that.
1: And it's also like, I think probably again, You asked me about trends and I, I see them together personally and also as a trend, learning to unlearn, learning to unlearn behaviors, patterns, beliefs, societal beliefs, you know, um, rebalancing, um, to move forward. And because we're always looking, you know, especially like if you're in the trend field, it's always like, what's the next big thing? What is that next thing? You know, with, you know, the metaverse was going to save us. Then it's something else going to save us. And it's like, no, we, we have all the answers. Yeah. We have the answers now. Uh, but personally and, you know, for greater change. And it's just at the end of the day, it's the hardest thing is changing your behavior and tapping into kind of like being with yourself and tapping into your inner wisdom you know there's wisdom i was just reading this really interesting article how uh earth nature stores its memory in seeds and different things you know and how um you know we we've been so disconnected with you know our you know, people say, well, listen to your gut, your inner feeling, like, we've been so disconnected from, from that, that we forgot how to listen to this, and, like, I'm trying, I'm in the process of, you know, that's why I've been going into the past, (laughs) and revisiting, you know, where I come from, where, you know, what defined me, because we often, like, we show up in the world, we're defined by, by the work we do, you know, I do this, I'm this, and that, you know, but we're so much more than that, And Trying to think about these things, it's like, um yeah, a lot of ref- been doing a lot of reflection on these topics. <laughs> kind of the idea of like right right now where I'm, you know, again on the crossroads. I'm sitting at the crossroads, and I'm, but I'm not observing. You know, I'm done with observing. I'm I'm growing, and reflecting, and. There's just other changes and both personally, but I'm also looking for new answers and new ways of doing trends and methodologies right. Right. and challenging the status quo and how not to be part of that, you know, hype cycle and take the longer view and like this, new gives for futures. And, you know, that goes back to like new methodologies, new systems, new way, new ways of even conducting research and how we filter signals. Mm-hmm. And in, in all of this, how we can create everything as a system and, you know, kind of using the regenerative principles in nature. And because, you know, we have to take responsibility. All of us have to take responsibility for our actions, but especially like when you're in trance, like you have to take responsibility of the work we do and, and, you know, not feed to this constant, you know, hype cycles and more and more more newness for no reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm, for fashion right now, I'm really interested in the space of like experimenting with new, new ways of of trend trends and futures, new methodologies. Um, so that's that, um, that,
0: is that like does that look like um, new
1: ways in research um, or in your reporting? Or how you well, put it- both, how you evaluate signals. And you know, again, I'm part of this community. It's not just me, you know, trying to figure out on my own. You know, I belong to different futures communities and trend communities. And you know, we're having these conversations and you know, um trying to, to work with new method, experiment with new methodologies, um, which are more suited and kind of aligned with, you know, not just looking at in the past was design was always you know the 90s early 2000 human centric that was the buzzword well now we already know that that is not enough mm-hmm. uh human it has to be also planet centric yeah. um and you know it has kind of going back to that idea of rebalancing our relationship with self with others um with the planet and also technology and that's really important um, part of the piece like it can't be just extractive. So, right now, everything seems one way, very extractive, it, and it that model doesn't will not hold all these models of you know, diffusion of innovation of early adopters, all this stuff. I think with the acceleration of time, uh, with acceleration and pro, you know, and, and collapsing of time and horizons and futures, you know, this is not gonna hold. We need new metrics, new ways of evaluating signals and how they align with your mission, you know, and values and all of that. So that's really interesting space professionally where where I am. But I'm also on the flip side, super interested in how we build more equitable futures. And again, kind of goes back to the circle. You tell me, oh, you're humanitarian and then you went and studied business or something. You know, it's gonna be saving the world. And now I'm like, how you know how we how we build more equitable futures and we bring the voices which historically have not been heard, the voices who historically have been silenced, how you bring this multiple perspectives, because very often in a report it's written from by nature of it, it's not anything malignant, but it's like one point of view. Let's say, you know, you, you write about the metaverse, usually the reports are like, or NFT, they're only one point of view and the best thing ever. But how you bring diverse point of view and different voices uh who haven't been heard and you create that space. I also want to see two things I want to see more. I want to see more futurist, predominantly like trend forecasting, Predominantly, it's women, white women. Um, if you look at futurists, truly futurists, they're white males. Mm -hmm. Um, they're not even women. Mm -hmm. So how, how we bring more diversity in, uh, how we bring more diversity in that? Um, and even though I'm white woman, like I was just thinking, like, I was not supposed to be here, (laughs) like where I come from. Everything was not really working for me to be here. It was just some kind of like luck and defiance, and you know all of these things. But I know what's to be an outsider because um, all my life, coming from Eastern Europe, we were treated as secondhand people. You know, Um, we were not allowed. You know, we need the visas. We were, you know, I know that feeling of not being good enough or not being heard or your voice not being heard. Like it was very um you know very if you're in Europe it's you know here it's a bit different but in Europe that's why part of the reason I wanted to leave it's I wanted to escape that stigma And even how we do research, like right now, when you go and you conduct consumer research, you go, you pay people, you get their opinion, you extract something. Or you know, if you even if you look at the the sneakers, you know, the whole hype sneaker economy and sneakerheads, it's like very extractive. You know, you go, you take this and create that hype based on a community, and you make all these products and a lot of money. But how? That's why I like the idea of Web three. I'm fascinated with this idea. It's how also these people can benefit from this along the way, how they also have an agency and influence and they're part of this community I mean, because people are throwing the word community a lot right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just become a synonymous for a consumer group. But it's much more than that. You know, true communities are not extractive. They're not one-way relationship. Um right. It's not, you know. But these yeah. are some of the things like, neurodivergent creatives. Like I just started this group, but um, I'm also interested in talking more about that and how we create and how we accommodate, especially most creative people are on some kind of a uh, spectrum, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's an anxiety, whether it's ADD, whether it's autism and it's, you know, our power, and also weakness, you know, but it's what makes us special. And, you know, it's always been seen as a liability Mm -hmm. and you have to hide it, you know, you know, a lot of times, but now it's like how we normalize this conversation embrace it. And these are, these are things in my mind right now. Yeah. And that's very much uh,
0: about that, you know, tapping into who we are and knowing
1: our, our past, knowing ourselves.
0: Knowing where we are
1: on the tapping to your full thing with the bad, the ugly, the weakness, the insecurities, the beauty—all of it. Because we tend to like, yep, to carve things out.
0: And when we do that, we're not a whole person. We're not feeling whole. We feel like parts of ourselves are missing.
1: And yeah, so we're
0: in a we're in a, a time of of new awareness, and I think. Something 100 years ago, we were going through an awareness phase, you know, and now we're going through a new one where humans become more self-aware.
2: So Oh, that's that's the hope.
0: <laughs> that's the hope. Exactly.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of hope out
0: there. <laughs> uh, thanks for sharing those because that the, I mean, it's all such. I know you wanted to talk about those. And that's a really valuable information, too. And it's like. Changing the process of how we do it. I mean, everything has to change. What's it's kind of overwhelming right now is, you know, every system is being looked at. It'll, so many systems are
1: failing. We can't. We
0: can't stay with the status quo all the time. We have to look at how we're looking at things. So. Yeah,
1: but it also what it means to be human in twenty first yeah. and twenty second century, especially with technology, with you know, human, uh, you know, augmenting and biohacking and you know. It kind of goes back to me of these basic, um, basic truths. These the truths, you know, the ancient truths of like what makes us human. Basic traits, mm-hmm. and it's not out there, you know. We we've known this. We just need to 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 rediscover, reconnect, mm-hmm. reconnect with it, and rebalance kind of these approaches, but. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like like that quote by Doctor Seuss. Sometimes the questions are complicated, mm-hmm. and the answers are simple. I've been lately thinking about going back to Bulgaria and what defined me, and it's really—I always kind of put myself out there. And It's like, even though I'm—I'm I'm, failure. It's like there is no when I grew up, there is no room for failure. It really—you couldn't. The the air you know the the space for air was almost mm, non-existent, right? Mm-hmm. And but on the flip side, like I always like raised my hand, like oh, always been like this. Oh, hey, we we don't have someone. Like, can you just go and like right now on the stage and do something? I was like a little kid. and It's like sure, I'll just go. Yeah. Um, And that's a courage. That's a courage that a lot of people don't have. Putting yourself out there, even though I have something about failure, but like, I, I'm not afraid to put myself out there. I just need to kind of tap more into that. Some of these earlier things, because I've kind of somehow disconnected and it's like, well, is there's things like, I'm scrappy. I'm never going to be polished and it's okay. Yeah. I'm never going to be the polished person. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm fine with this and I think the same with you kind of having this perfectionist thing it's like it's just learning and evolving and it's only going to get better. No yeah. one.
0: It's only going to get better if we keep doing it.
1: Yes, yes. You can't just and that's the thing cuz so often I just live in my head it's like just freaking start doing it. Start doing it, start doing it and Fail, 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 or not fail, because you, but like, you just improve. It's a process. Like, you know, I just have very unrealistic expectations of things for myself. And like, no, go, just go. Yeah. Now scrappy, scrappy and not perfect. It's trending. I'm going to say. So the more, the more actually right now, I feel like people are trying really hard to, to, to be scrappy. (laughs) because it's 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 a trend polish polish feeds all of that you know and thanks to tiktok but like mel Mel robbins right you follow her like i follow her all the time she's totally scrappy yeah i mean and she's not because she has a team of 10 people but like her social media it's like she's in freaking bed or like half naked and it's like that's why people love her because she's relatable
0: You have been listening to Unstructured, the podcast from Structure Society. If you enjoyed this episode, please download, share, like, subscribe, and add your thoughts and suggestions in the comments. Also, please consider a Substack paid subscription to help us bring even more meaningful content and connection points to you and our creator community. Here, you will find articles and news, as well as the podcast and additional content. We cannot grow without you, Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.